The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Brett. going to pitch the players, the hustlers, some people to bust them, and everybody else in between throwing it down Sunday, bloody Sunday. Has begun. Sports Good Radio Network, Sirius XM Channel 159. The stage is set. The final four is set as the San Francisco 49ers defeat the Dallas Cowboys. The Cincinnati Bengals roll into Buffalo and punch the Buffalo Bills in the mouth. And now San Francisco head to Philadelphia in a matchup that so many of us predicted. And the San Francisco 49ers are getting two and a half points. The total is 45 and a half. Meanwhile, the Cincinnati Bengals get the Kansas City Chiefs. And Joe Burrow says, uh, you better get your refund for the Atlanta game between the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. That's never going to happen. As uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are one and a half point favorites over the visiting Cincinnati Bengals. No neutral field. This game is at Arrowhead. Of course, Patrick Mahomes got injured, yet he finished the game against Jacksonville. He's got a high ankle sprain. Uh, but uh, Patrick Mahomes, of course, did finish the football game. They wouldn't have won that football game without Chad Henney's participation. I'll tell you that. And Chad Henney leads him on a 98-yard drive. So uh, Kansas City are minus 1.5. The total is 47.5, and, and they're looking for answers in Buffalo uh, right now. They're looking for answers in the Big D right now. We'll welcome the Big D. In in a couple of moments, 97.1 The Freak, one of our AM radio affiliates, one of our bigger AM radio affiliates. We're on AM and FM in uh, Dallas, and, you know, it's more of the same for the Dallas Cowboy fans. It's more of the same for the Buffalo Bill fans. I'm seeing Cowboy fans on Twitter saying life as a Cowboy fan sucks. Well, at least you had a glory days. At least you had, like, some sort of era. You've got Vince Lombardi trophies. You've got memories you can hang your hat on. Like, what do the Buffalo Bills have to hang their hat on? Nothing but misery. Nothing but misery. A flat, tasteless, despicable performance by the Buffalo Bills. Absolutely zero sense of urgency. I've seen teams with more urgency in the freaking preseason than the Buffalo Bills uh, played with today. I don't know if they realize that it was a playoff game. Do they know that their season is over? Stephon Diggs knows the season's over because he walked out after the game. He had to be restrained and held back from, like, walking out and leaving early type of deal. Like, basically, like, Stephon Diggs went into the room, got undressed. I don't even think he took a shower. Like, he got undressed, put his clothes on, and left. Like, basically before, like, some people were even in the room. Like, he was gone not fast. And, of course, he was yelling at Allen on the sidelines and – you know, Stephon Diggs plays with a lot of passion. He's a passionate dude. And I don't mind him getting in Josh Allen. You know, I don't mind him getting in Josh Allen's ear. I don't mind him trying to get Josh Allen going. What I do mind is making a public spectacle of it. There's no need to be waving your arms around us. You know, put something over, you know, when, you know knowing that everyone can read lips and basically say, yo, bro, you've got to, you know, we've got to get this going here. But you start throwing a tantrum on the sidelines, it doesn't really help, and it lives up to the reputation that you have already, which you haven't really had in Buffalo, but you win as a team, you lose as a team, Stefan. It's pretty simple, bro. 
The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Let's do this thing. The final four is set. The Dallas Cowboys fall short in the Bay Area. The San Francisco 49ers going to their 18th conference championship game. And the 49ers will be getting two and a half points in a city of anything but brotherly love. I am Renzi. This is Sports Rage. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates, wherever you may be. SoCal in the house. The mightier 1090 ESPN radio. San Diego, LA kicking it. As is Dallas, uh, Fort Worth 97.1. The freak. Tough day for the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott throws a couple of interceptions. The Brock Purdy show continues. Brock Purdy, one win away from starting in the Super Bowl. As Mr. Irrelevant, there's a lot of storylines and the scenarios that could still play out. And either way, it's going to be a big-time flashy, big-time Super Bowl, no matter what the matchup ends up to be. As it is now, the San Francisco 49ers getting two and a half points. The total is 45 and a half. San Francisco and Philadelphia are the first ones up of this year. Three o'clock Eastern time. San Francisco at Philadelphia, Cincinnati absolutely destroy, dominate, and decimate the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo, Buffalo Bill fan and you know, Bills Mafia, Bills Mafia, they got shot, all right? It was a hit job, and I don't know, whatever cartel, you know, the Bengals Mafia, they're the new kingpins, all right? Because Bills Mafia got shot, um, and it's all over but the crying once again in Buffalo. There are certain teams, for whatever reason, they'll just, you know, they can't win. They won't win no matter what happens. The Toronto Maple Leafs are a team like that. The Dallas Cowboys are turning into that team. The Buffalo Bills have been that team. No matter how good they are in the regular season, you know that somehow it's going to end poorly. And if you're going to lose, and it doesn't matter, any, any team can speak of this, and anybody that's played sports, anybody you know does anything, if you do anything, if you're going to lose, you know what? You want to go down on your sword. The Buffalo Bills didn't go down on, on their sword. They just went down. And they didn't get back up. They got kicked back down. They got kept down. The Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. Eulogy Edition. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You are listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. The Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Marinci. We're breaking it down as the National Football League is down to its final four. Uh, right now, Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals continue to prove people wrong in their own words. As uh, this is a football team that plays with a chip on their shoulder. Listen, if you need motivation by what other people say and do at this level, then you've already lost, right? When you hear, like, you know, oh, this team is focused, this team is motivated, every team is focused and motivated, right? But without being stated, the Cincinnati Bengals 
are a group and a unit that hear and notice everything that is said about them, and they they write it down, they take names. There's a list, right? There's a list. They were underestimated uh, last year. They didn't like the whole coin flip thing, right? And they were very vocal and public about it. They didn't like the fact that the National Football League started selling tickets to the football game in Atlanta next week, the neutral field AFC Conference Championship game between the Bills and the Chiefs, if it would have happened. Now, honestly, I think that the NFL did not have a choice. You can't sell tickets to a stadium in three or four days, right? They had to, you know. So, but Joe Burrow... You know, one of the first things that he stated after the game, better get your refunds for that Atlanta. If you bought tickets in Atlanta, you better get a refund. They notice everything. Remember, we had Mike Dettelier on, and uh, Mike's always given us great behind-the-scenes tidbits. And uh, Mike Dettelier from the Bayou Covers the Saints said that um, he was speaking with Joe Burrow's dad, and Joe Burrow's dad said, how is our win total eight and a half, and how are we not favored to win the division? And... They saw that. Joe Burrow saw it. The Bengals saw it. They knew that they weren't favorites to win the division. They knew what their win total was. And the exact comment was, I'll tell you what, we're a hell of a lot better than an eight-and-a-half win team. <laughs> right? That was what Joe Burrow uh, told his dad. And, well, I guess they were. And, listen, Burrow's 3-0 and against Mahomes. Buffalo, well, that's another story. They fall short once again. Questions are going to be uh, asked can Josh Allen win a big football game? Can Sean McDermott take this to the next level? You know that fingers going to be pointed at Leslie Fraser. The Buffalo Bills look utterly unprepared. They were out coached. They were outplayed. They were out everything today. Absolutely out everything today. Let's bring in Mo Khan right now. TSN Radio, former wide receiver, and uh, and more. Mo, it's always a pleasure. How you doing tonight? I am well, Gabe, uh, better than Buffalo Bills and Dallas Cowboy fans. Yeah, well, you know what? I think Buffalo Bill fan and Dallas Cowboy fan are used to the abuse and the misery. Uh, I know I am as a Buffalo Bill fan. I tell you, Mo, there's always a Sunday at this time of the year that as a Bills fan, like, that's that. (laughs) You just think back to, like, (laughs) man, you know, it always ends in one way or another. I said earlier, though, if you're going to lose in anything, right, and it's in like in life, like you said, you want to take your shot, bro. You know what I'm saying? You want to take your shot, right? You don't want to, you know, you want to say, you know what? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't succeed in that, or I didn't win, but I'll tell you what, man, I went down swinging and, you know, it was, it, you know, I gave everything that I had. The Buffalo Bills can't say that today. Like, what the hell was that? Like, seriously. Like, they, there was a play that I think, listen, there were a couple of symbolic plays. One of them was a symbolic play, was the pass interference. I think it was on uh, whoever the hell it was on, Chase late in the game or Higgins, whatever. And and Trey White and, and Poyer ran into each other and hurt each other. I thought that was pretty fitting for the Bills symbolically. But, Mo, there was a play earlier in the game, bro, and, dude, it was like 17-7 or whatever. Though. Like, it wasn't like a route yet. That was the thing. It felt like it was, but it wasn't, right? And yeah. and there was a play with Joe Mixon, and they stopped Mixon on, like, the three-yard line, yet Joe freaking Mixon, like, just turned his back and plowed his way on his own, like, to the one after, even right. though they could have stopped him. And it was Teron Johnson. I'm not blaming him for everything, but whatever, bro. Bro, he just stood. He stopped on the play. And there were countless occasions where the Bills players on defense – would just stick an arm out, arm tackled. How many times did like the the Bills bounce off a of Mixon? How many times did they bounce off a of Chase? Constantly, they couldn't tackle. I've never seen anything like it. Like there's a lot of different things we could cry about, but that's one thing that stands out to me. They couldn't freaking tackle anybody, and they didn't try to tackle anybody, Mo. Yeah, it was pretty obvious that schematically that Zach Taylor and the entire Bengals staff out-coached Sean McDermott's staff from, from top to bottom. And to, to have an awful game that it was uh, on both sides of football and your bang-on game, that the tackling was atrocious. Uh, they were exposed on quite a bit of, of one-on-ones. I, I just thought that in the game that it was, McDermott didn't adjust to what he saw. And given the fact that the Bengals were missing three starting old linemen game, on top of that, 
you couldn't get to Burrow as often. No pass rush. There's no pass rush, right? And this is where they miss Von Miller in this situation. But Gabe, I want to give you a point, though, right? Greg Rousseau, who they drafted in the first round a couple years ago, wasn't on the field for the Hail Murray at the end at the end of the, uh, the, the first half. And it's an indictment to me saying, well, dude, you brought this guy in for a reason, to be to create havoc and be a pass rusher coming off the edge. And when he's on the sidelines for that Hail Mary before the first half, it just shows that McDermott definitely was probably overplaying his hand at times here and was literally two steps behind Zach Taylor in every play call that he had. And Gabe, given what happened with DeMar Hamlin was awful, if you remember before that injury, the Bengals were controlling the narrative three, four weeks ago on Monday Night Football in Cincy for that Buffalo Bills match that they had. So the Bengals knew that they could play the Buffalo Bills uh, from a physical standpoint and from a mental edge standpoint. And quite frankly, at this point now, for the Buffalo Bills fans out there, you have to wonder how far can they go now have they reached the, the, the plateau with this core group. And Stephon Diggs allegedly didn't want to even stick around in the locker room before McDermott came back into the locker room to give the, the post-game speech. So there's a lot of question marks now for the Buffalo Bills nation going towards this offseason, which is critical for them if they believe they can have maybe one more run with this core group next fall. I don't think this core group can get it done. It's been proven they can't. Yet they're going to be up against it because now Josh Allen makes a lot of money, right? So this yeah, is the new deal. Million. Yeah, they'll be eight million over the cap uh, as of uh, this spring. So they have to make yeah, so, cap as well. Yes. So what are they going to really going to be able to do? That's the thing. Um, there's a lot of problems, obviously, that that were exposed today, and that were sort of there but were overlooked. The lack of a consistent ground game is a problem. Even though Cook, Singletary's never taken the next, you know what I mean? He's good, he's okay, but yeah. it's just it's not good enough. Cook looks pretty good, but that wasn't enough. Um, I think Cook can be the future back, though. I think he is the legitimate back, this guy. and You know, I think he can make plays. But the ground game, the lack of a ground game has been a problem. And let's be real. Right, They have Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis, didn't live up to the hype after the big playoff that he had last year. He just didn't. He disappears. And then you're relying on basically the McKenzie's and the Cole Beasley's of the world. So honestly, I think they're a little short. If you look at the Bengals, you look at the Rams when they won the Super Bowl last year. Mo, you play wide receiver. These new modern teams are stacked with weapons, like legitimate players, right? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, like T. Higgins could be a number one. Like, you know, I mean, they got Chase, they got Higgins, they got Boyd, they got Hurst, right? Like, they just stockpiled weapons, and it's impossible to stop if you have a good quarterback. Quite frankly, a lot of guys weren't getting open today. They weren't getting open. And I don't know. Like, basically, you rely on Josh Allen so much, but Josh Allen just wasn't there today. That wasn't Josh Allen. Like, what the hell was that? And honestly, I don't like using excuses and stuff, but Brian Dable, at least, you see Brian Dable and how how forceful and verbal he is with Daniel Jones. They were the same way with Josh Allen, right? And I think now, like, Josh Allen was kind of his own boss suddenly. Like, Ken Dorsey... You know what I mean? You know, the play calling was suspect, but who was the one to sit Josh down and say, yo, bro, right? Stop doing this. You know what I mean? It was like they all just sort of waited for him to do it himself. And I didn't have a problem with Diggs trying to get to him. What I have a problem was with Diggs waving his hands around everyone, letting everyone know it. More on the other side. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? 
That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. McCarthy is now 0-4 in his playoff career against the San Francisco 49ers. Lost in 2012 and 13 with the Packers, now 20, 21, and 22 uh, with the Cowboys. Amazingly, he went back-to-back, losing to the same teams. Um, but before you pile on uh, Mike McCarthy, that ties Tom Landry versus the Rams. Tom Landry actually lost four straight playoff games to the Rams uh, before. So... Um, you know, listen, if you're around long enough and you're going to coach in enough playoff games, you're going to be part of a lot of these sort of little tidbit records and stuff like that. So let's move on from the Buffalo Bills. We'll get back to the Cincinnati-Kansas City game, but we'll move on to San Francisco and Dallas uh, right now. So it was, uh, it was amazing that the first extra point was blocked. So there was another one, but it didn't, it didn't cost them the game in the end. The San Francisco 49er defense was just too much when it was all said and done. And clearly, Mo, it was not meant to be for the Cowboys. They battled. At least they can say they battled, unlike the Buffalo Bills. Like, the Buffalo Bills should be ashamed of themselves. Let's just call it off what it is, right? Like, and I don't want to pile on and, and all this and, you know, talk about how much they let the city of Buffalo down. They know it. But... As I stated, anything in life you want to look in the mirror after and say, well, whatever. I did the best as I the best that I could, and you know, I can live with this. We gotta live with the result. Only one team can win. I think the Dallas Cowboys can feel a little bit better. The interceptions by Doc Prescott were costly, obviously, in the end. They held San Francisco to 19 points, uh, but in the end, it wasn't enough, once again, for the Dallas Cowboys. But there's a big difference. They were road underdogs. The Bills were home favorites. So, as I stated, I don't think we can bury the Cowboys in the same fashion that we buried the Buffalo Bills. The Bills deserve what, you know, the, the, the Bills deserve the criticism, but what's your take on the Cowboys lost to the 49ers? Well, I thought the way the Cowboys came out, their defense played well. I mean, look, Dan Quinn knows Kyle Shanahan from the time in Atlanta, right? So the chess match there was was nullified because Dan Quinn had every answer to whatever San Fran threw at them on offense. I just thought you bring up the INTs from Dak Prescott, which were ill-fated for the team. I think the game turned for them when, when Pollard went down. Once Pollard went down, it took the dynamism off the offense because Paul yeah. was going to be a mismatch as a pass catcher and running back out of the backfield and put more on Zeke Elliott to be that guy, which he could be. And I just thought that the time management the fourth quarter gave was, was awful for Mike McCarthy. And once again, you think about it, right? That Niner drive that led to their field goal took almost eight minutes in the fourth quarter. And I was watching this with, with a buddy of mine who, who used to play quarterback, and he said, I'm surprised that McCarthy's not calling his time ass on the preserver because he had him in third and ten a couple of times and couldn't stop him. And I just thought that, that McCarthy well, Not to mention, Mo, you remember with 240 left, Greg Olson was right in his freaking out. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. he was like, he was like, you got to punt the ball, man. Because he even said, they want, you got to punt the ball quickly. So you make them run a play or two, a couple of plays before the two-minute warning. Right. Right. Exactly. And you use you get another timeout with a two-minute warning. Yet they took forever to to get that pump play off. Which yeah. and then they called timeout and then Buddy, you know, they got lucky, he ran out of bounds after, but you're right. The cl- listen, they weren't gonna score. It didn't cost them the game, but without a doubt, clock management was an issue for them. Yeah, and it's become symptomatic with McCarthy, whether it's here or Green Bay, that, that he, he he just has these moments, these blush moments, where he doesn't realize that I need to call timeouts or be a little bit more aggressive on defense or on offense. And I just think the Niners weren't as impressive. I know we talk about the defense being great, which it was. I, I'll give them full credit for what they did on defense here. But the reality is, though, Brock Purdy, and I'll give you this key point, in that drive when they went almost eight minutes, 
Purdy made veteran throws, and he made throws over the middle with those slant passes to Kittle uh, multiple times on that on that last drive when they scored the field goal. I just thought that was gutsy and ballsy by Carlos Shanahan to believe in a in a the last pick of the NFL draft to go in the biggest game of the season and to make throws when he could have been ultra conservative by DNA. He has been like that in fourth quarters in years past, but he was aggressive. And that's what the Niners believed in Brock to do. And he did so to get them the three critical points and eventually win that football game. I'll be curious to see how they approach that game in the road in Philadelphia, because this was a game which really brought out the true uh, colors of Kyle Shannon to say, like, I can win it with, this type of system, and that's what they did against a very good Cowboy defense this season. Yeah, Philadelphia is going to be a different a different game. We'll see if San Francisco's defense can contain Philadelphia's offense. Because if not, then you're asking now, and I do believe in Brock Purdy, but at the same point in time, it's not just Brock Purdy, but the entire Niners offense really isn't never really, you know, well, I don't care if Jimmy G's the quarterback. They're not predicated on coming back or playing in track meets. And I think no. they could find themselves in a track meet. That's the question. Can they can they slow down Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles offense, the defense? Because they're gonna have to. Right? You know, they're gonna have yeah. you know they can't they, you know, how many points are they gonna need to win the game? And it's funny because I said the Bills are gonna need thirty points to win the game today. And I was kind of right because Cincinnati hit twenty seven. <laughs> yeah. They didn't they didn't right, get to right. thirty, so they lost. Yeah. Right? You know, I'm just stating, as good as San Francisco's defense is, you're going into Philadelphia here. Philadelphia are going to score, right? So San Francisco are going to have to put up more than 19 points. I guess that's what I'm getting at. They're going to have to score more than 19 points. They settled for too many field goals. Look, what are the Dak picks today? The first one, you know, they only got three out of it, right? Um, Dallas's defense played well. The defensive line did play well. And yeah. but San Francisco's going to need to score more than 19 if they're going to beat the Philadelphia Eagles. I'll tell you that. Well, six times this year, pretty scored 30 plus, right? But the game that I'll give you as the example where they were behind by 10 plus in the second half was the one in Vegas where they came yeah. back from behind some overtime. So now the question is, he goes on the road to play a better Eagles team. If they're fall, if they're behind, say 10, 12, or two scores early in the first half. Is Brock pretty built to get this team back within range to beat them and then maybe surpass the Eagles in the fourth quarter to win that matchup? That's what we've not seen yet from Purdy against better competition. We saw that against the Raiders, but albeit though that team, Vegas team was nowhere near anywhere close enough to be the Eagles what they'll face on Sunday. So I'm curious to see how Purdy will do in that environment in Philadelphia if this team falls behind early and if, if it's by multiple scores in that football game next Sunday afternoon. Weather will not be a factor, although we thought that in Buffalo, and that's something that didn't help the Bills either, except <laughs> except whatever. I mean, if it wasn't snow, how many points would the Bengals have scored then? <laughs> like, you know, didn't, didn't, like, but it is true. Like, the Bills are not a great bad weather team on offense. They're not. And it wasn't snowing, and it was like someone literally took a freaking snow globe to the city of Buffalo and, and, and Orchard Park and shook it, and there was suddenly a bunch of snow. And I don't know, like the Bills' offense was just terrible. But just for the record, so to look ahead with the weather right now, 49 degrees and sunny, actually. 49-mile-an-hour wind. So, you know, for this time of the year, that is very balmy. Balmy conditions in Philadelphia, at least that's the advanced uh, weather yeah. right now. So what's your early lean right now between San Francisco and a Philadelphia Eagles team that actually absolutely just dismantled and punched the New York Giants in the mouth? Yeah, I th- I'm going to lean towards Philly right now, Gabe. I think the interior O-line of Philadelphia Eagles are probably the best in the NFL. If they can establish that running game early with what they have and, and, and lessen the load on Jalen Hurts, I think that helps immensely. You think about what they did on Saturday with the number of times they ran a ball to avoid Jalen Hurts to have the ball in his hands far too often, take unnecessary hits. If they can keep that DNA or that game plan in place and apply it against a good Niners front seven, I'm not saying they have to go for 40 carries per game against the Niners here, Gabe. But you have to keep this Niner offense defense honest, which will enable Goddard and A.J. Brown and, and uh, Smith to get open down the football field. Because if there's one thing the Cowboys could have had today, Gabe, that, that wasn't done well, which they did it once, the big play. CeeDee Lamb had that big play in the second half here. And if Dak Prescott had made that deep post, though, that went behind, I think it was CeeDee Lamb, or, or I think it was uh, – one of the Cowboy receivers that went behind as opposed to in front of him, 
maybe we'll talk about the Cowboys going overtime and playing for, for the win and then losing by seven and not having a chance to win that football game in the fourth quarter. So that big play will be key for the Eagles next Sunday against the Niners defense. Yeah, I'll say the same thing, too, with the Buffalo Bills, actually. Earlier in the game, if you recall, Stephon Diggs was open and Josh Allen overthrew him. And um, it would have been a touchdown. Like, he would have caught it. Just would have an early score would have settled everybody down. Gabriel Davis dropping a bomb didn't help either. You know, and it's amazing, isn't it? Because Kirk Cousins and the Vikings got criticized for the last play of their game for throwing it short of the sticks. And then Dak does the same thing after. It's like, guys, like, just throw it up there for the love of God. Like, right? Like, something, maybe yeah. something's going to happen. So, the criticism of Dak Prescott is being brought up that can he take him to the next level? Well, whatever. What are you going to do? And he's about to make $50 million a year. There's not as a felt there's a, you know, it, it is what it is. Everybody always saying, oh, this, you know, this guy can't do that. You've got to live with it. It is, it is what it is. But what can the Cowboys do to take the next step? Because, you know, they're really not going to change anything. McCarthy's not going anywhere. I don't, you know, what's Kelly? I don't, is someone going to hire Kelly Moore as their head coach? I doubt it. So it's going to be Quinn the same. Leave, though, right? Yeah, Dan Quinn is the one. I think Dan Quinn could get the Denver job, actually, if Sean Payton doesn't take it. They want yeah. they want Payton, but I think Dan Quinn's the fallback in Denver. I was reading well, yeah, I was reading about this, that there's a lot of people, they said there, there's a lot of Dan Quinn support in the Denver building, like that they like him a lot. So what about, like, oh, we'll start with Sean Payton. Where do you think Sean Payton ends up? I'm telling you. It's not crazy that if he ends up with the Houston Texans, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't disagree at all game on that part. We'll get your thoughts on the other side. Some people would think, really, Houston? There's a lot of positives about the Houston Texans. Besides their ownership group sucks, but he won't care as long as the check clears. This is Portridge. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. The late night anger management class, another dark, depressing night in the city of Buffalo tonight. I'll tell you that. And I'm not there, and I know that. I've been there. I was there on, on the Monday night. I remember years ago, Tony Romo was playing. It was a Monday nighter. And the Bills blew like a massive lead late. And the Cowboys came back and won like on a last-minute field goal. I swear to God, you'd think like a bomb went off like the next morning in that town, like the Tuesday morning. Like they're kind of used to it, though. Like to be honest, you know what I mean. It's just one of those like it's not. It's not like if it's kind of like when. Yet this edition, you know, it sort of felt different with Josh Allen and this group. 
as me and Mo Khan, Mo Khan with us, and Mo just said you have to wonder about this core, and you know, no, this core is not good enough. It's clear. It wasn't good enough. It's not good enough, and they're going to have to improve on a couple of facets. Uh, a couple of facets, but at the same point in time, you know, this is a football team that was a pretty dominant football team this year. They just can't seem to to find a way to win when it matters the most. Something that Joe Burrow does not have a problem doing. So Mo Kong kicking with us right now. TSN Radio. Mo was a wide receiver, Concordia. Uh, university and more. So, Mo, um, you know, I got a ticket on the San Francisco 49ers to win the Super Bowl. I played the Bills and the Niners to face each other, and, like, I played each team to win. So now I've got San Francisco left kicking from a betting perspective, but I'm not in love with their spot here going to Philadelphia. This Eagle team is dominant, man. You know, dominant on both sides of the football. Explosive offensively, but... That defensive line, man, and I've been saying it all year about this Philadelphia Eagles team. They are very similar to the team that won the Super Bowl in whatever it was, 2017 or whatever I think it was, whatever it was. Yeah, it was 17. So they're very similar in the sense that they have dominant offensive lines, the same thing, and they both rotate and have dominant defensive lines, right? But you can argue they have a more athletic quarterback now. Um, They've got a star in A.J. Brown, this deal. Like, listen, man. Roseman, he's just done a great job putting that team together, man. Like, they just keep adding and adding and adding. They're deep as hell. They just, you know, they come at you in waves. They're big dudes. And, you know, they can run the ball. They can throw the ball. Sirianni and the offense is just, it clicks. They're great play callers. Jalen Hurts is in his own. They're dialed up and dialed in. They're going to be tough to beat, man, in Philadelphia. If it was in San Francisco... You know, I think home field matters at this time of the year in these spots, man. Philadelphia's not an easy place to go and play. It's not going to be easy for the Niners to win that game. No, no. And, and you think about the three acquisitions they did during deadline day, right, around that time. Dominican Sue, Robert Quinn, and Limbaugh Joseph. And, and people were asking, people ask me, well, what do you think? I go, guys, they're fortifying their front four because that's what's going to win you the Lombardi Trophy is having a strong defensive presence on the line, depth to work with. When you think about it right now, Gabe, Adama Kasuba isn't what he once was 10, 12 years ago. But right now he's the third stringer on the on the D-line. Uh, yeah, but he only has to play clock. 10, 12 plays or whatever, right? You exactly. roll him out whenever you need him. Yeah, you just and, rotate. And those, and those 10, 12 plays will be his best plays because he's at his maximum energy for what he has to do, right? So you think about the fact he brought in Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Uh, uh, from New Orleans, who, who got banged up, you know, halfway through the year yeah. with the kidney laceration. Like, like they made some really astute moves on defense that has made them much more dynamic than before. And I just think, look, the Niners have playmakers, but I'll be curious to see how Jonathan Gannon will go about trying to contain whether it's Kittle, whether it is McCaffrey or Debo or Bennett Ayuk. I think Ayuk will be the X factor for the Niners next Sunday because he's a guy. Gabe, look at his numbers in his first three years compared to Debo Samuel. His numbers are better than Debo's numbers are at this juncture of their careers after three years. So I think Ayuk has to be the focus for the Eagles' on defense here. If you can stop Ayuk and force Purdy to look at his other pass catchers, I think that plays into the hands of the Eagles' front seven to really attack the the, the quarterback position of the Niners and perhaps win it with the line of scrimmage battle with depth that they have in the front four well the 49ers are on a uh, 12 game win streak right now including the playoffs their longest win streak since 1984 going to the conference championship game for the 18th time which is uh, the most in nfl history christian mccaffrey we cashed the ticket with mccaffrey to score a touchdown mccaffrey has scored a touchdown in eight straight games the longest streak by a 49ers player since terrell owens did this in 1998 and I wasn't the only one. A lot of people scratched their heads and wondered about the assets that they gave up for Christian McCaffrey, about right. giving that, that much up for a running back, giving that much up for a running back that has been injured as much as McCaffrey has. But I'll tell you what, mm. they're not here without Christian McCaffrey right now. No, no, they're not. And, and, and even I, even I question, and, and the thing is, though, Gabe, right, if the guys lose next Sunday, the trade won't be justified because they're all in for this year because they realized initially with Trey Lance and now... And we should note, actually, Mo, he only had like 35 rushing yards today, too. It wasn't like he killed it or anything like that, right? Like he had, But he had a couple of big first downs at the time. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, that was a big run, right? But like, yeah, it wasn't like, yeah, they had the Cowboys. That's another thing. 
Like, if you would have told the Cowboys before the game that, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot of stuff. Like, like if you're the Bills, there's no what if. It's like, no, you sucked. We sucked. It was terrible. We were never in it. It was brutal. We're lucky we didn't lose by 50, right? It wasn't like the right. – like, 27-10 doesn't do it justice. Like, that, that game felt like it was 44-10 today. But if you would have told the Cowboys before the game that, listen – you're going to hold Brock Purdy to 214 passing yards and he's not going to throw a touchdown. And you're going to hold Christian McCaffrey to 35 rushing yards on 10 carries. And he's only going to have 22 yards out of the backfield. Christian McCaffrey had 57 total yards today and their quarterback threw for 214. And they still lost by seven. Like if you're the Cowboys, you take that before the game, Mo. You'd be like, all right, Brock Purdy to 214, McCaffrey to 35 rushing. We're going to win this game. They didn't. No, they didn't. And, and the thing is now, right, for, for this trade to be justified, it has to be the Lombardi Trophy. It, it can't be they can bounce now or lose in three weeks to whoever they face from AFC. They have to win this game because we talk about margin and future stuff. And, and, and remember, that's why we have Nick Bosa, Fred Warren included, and Ben Ayuk, who are all do big-time deals. So for McCaffrey, he knows that if he wants to get that next big payday, and look, the Niners could cut him after the season and just save twelve million on the on the cap here. So he's working on the year by year now with his with his contract with the Niners moving forward here. But I just think that for the Niners to make that move up the ladder on Sunday next week, it's on a youth game. It has to be him because I think he's the best pure receiver. Not saying best football player, but best best pure receiver on the Niners right now who can get open in his one-on-one matchups. And it'll be curious to see how Darius Slay plays him, how the cornerbacks, the secondary plays this this, this Niner offense. Because if they can lock down Ayuk and force Debo's hand or force Kittle's hand, I think it plays, again, right to the hands of the front four for Philly to control the line of scrimmage and win that battle next Sunday. In the AFC, the Bengals and the Chiefs will meet in the AFC Conference Championship game for the second straight year. This is the seventh time two teams have met in a conference championship game in consecutive seasons, but it's actually the first time in over 10 years since the Ravens and Patriots in 2011 and 12. Patrick Mahomes has been absolutely dominant in his career, yet there's one team he hasn't beaten, and that's that's the Cincinnati Bengals and and yeah. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow and the Bengals are 3-0 and against Patrick Mahomes, and I said it this all week long. I was very worried about this Bills game. So I didn't I wasn't coming in like, oh, you know, this is, you know what I mean? As a Bills fan, I know the Bengals are good. And, and, and Joe Burrow is just the kid's a winner, man. Right? He's just the kid's a winner. And I said it didn't matter who the offensive line was, that he was gonna make plays. Now I thought it was gonna be a track meet and it would go back and forth and the Bills would win on the last, you know, whatever, but didn't work out that way. But Joe Burrow and the Bengals have 3-0 against the Chiefs. What do you think of this game with the Chiefs one-and-a-half-point favorites? I think you think about last year, Gabe, and I think CBS. I think it was, I think it was uh, sorry, it was ESPN that had a game yesterday, CBS, one of the networks yesterday, the Chiefs game. They had a stat, right? We're, we're under Mahomes. The Chiefs are 55-1 when they lead by double digits going to the second half. That one lost came against the Bengals last year. The thing that the Bengals, uh, what the Chiefs have to avoid doing this time around, don't get too cute on offense. Bludgeon the Bengals. Get get going early. If you can score and not get cute, I think the Chiefs have a good chance to win this football game. I think there's that chip on the shoulder where you think about their defense last year, they were exposed by the Chiefs. But the Bengals, very important. The Bengals were able to expose the Chiefs' defense in that second half. So what will Steve Spagnuolo have in his, in his toolbox? Right? Will he blitz Joe Burrow and and, and put confidence in his secondary to lock up with Higgins, to lock up with uh, Hurst or even Jamar Chase or, or boy, whoever's going to be out there catching the football for, for the Bengals next Sunday. Because if they can lock up and, and take away that first, second read of Joe Burrow, and again, being down three starting O-linemen, it plays against that front four being the key factor for the Chiefs next Sunday. And also, I think a guy like Kadarius Tony could be someone to watch out for. I think this is a game that he's built for with his mismatches against the Bengals team, by the way, who I love the front seven game, but they're back four. Could be, you know, prone to giving up the big play. And Kadarius Tony could be the guy that will be called upon for Pat Mahomes to win that football game next week. We could, you know, listen, we, you know, it's always going to be about Joe Burrow, and rightfully so. He is amazing, and players just respond to him clearly. 23 of 36, 242, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. But besides the Bengals' defense overwhelming Josh Allen 
And really, you know, it was me and Mo were talking about football has won or lost in the trenches, and the Bengals just won the battle in both trenches today on both sides of the football. But yeah. how about Joe Mixon? And that's flying out of the radar. Listen, Joe Mixon's the type of guy that normally gives you like 60 yards and a touchdown or two, but he's not that, you know, 20 carries, 105 yards, but he was today. He averaged 5.3 yards a clip. I don't know if it was just the fact that he was on fire or the fact that the Buffalo Bills defense was just that bad today. I think it was a little bit of both, to be honest, because if you look, P. Ryan averaged 4.7 yards a clip, right? You're not yeah, going to win a game, right. man, when the opposing team's running backs are averaging, you know, 5.3 and 4.7 yards of rush on you. The Bengals were ahead of the freaking sticks all day long, bro. It was seriously like second and one, like all the time. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and Joe Burrow went for five yards per clip as well, right? So he had an insult injury for what the Bengals did with the ground game. Yeah, like, six for 31. Right, and you're bang on game, right? Joe Mixon is the guy that's the big game player we don't talk about. During the regular season, I believe he had like a six-game streak of touchdowns in a row. Like, this is a guy that can definitely win it for the Bengals. And if Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow has an off day, they can rely on the ground game. And even though they're missing three of the five starting the whole for week one to where we are today, that could be problematic because, again, this team's front seven, they are good at, at, at stopping the run and just blowing up plays in the backfield. And Chris Jones gets going into that football game with a chip on his shoulder to play motivated that he, that he was lacking last or second half of that loss to the uh, Bengals, then, yeah, this could be a difficult day for Joe Mixon, but you have to get him in mismatches in that football game. And he's a very good pass catcher out of the backfield. So I think if Chase isn't going to have his game like he did uh, against the Buffalo Bills and so Joe Mixon, he could be that multifaceted player that could win it for the uh, Bengals against the Chiefs on, on Sunday at Arrowhead, which will be the prime time game that I look forward to watch next week. So what's your early pick, Mo, before we get you out of here? What's your early pick for that game? <laughs> Uh, like I, I'm going to go to Chiefs. I think Mahomes has a chip on his shoulder. This is a much more balanced offense than where they were last year, which was more explosive. So give the Chiefs one that football. Mo Khan. Always a pleasure, Mo. Great stuff as always. We'll catch up with you next week. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. Yes, sir, my friend. Have a good week, pal. We'll speak soon. The Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Late Night Anger Match, McCloss, this is Fortridge. I am Renzi. Thanks to Mokon for throwing it down with us. Ian Cameron will join us at level three. A lot of stuff to unpack tonight. Talking about Joe Burrow. People call him Joe Cool. You can't call him Joe Cool. Joe Montana was Joe Cool. I think Joe Calm is good. Joe Calm. Joe Calm. Yet, you know, you know. listen, he's more mobile than, than Dan Marino was. But Joe Burrow reminds me of Dan Marino. 
And, you know, there's something, you know, there's something to him where he just drops back, lets it go, the quick release. And, I don't know, he's just, he's got that sort of swagger about him. And he's on a list here with Dan Marino. So, you know, Joe Burrow becomes the fourth quarterback to throw for 15 or 100 or more yards in the playoffs in the first three seasons. Joining Andrew Luck, Russell Wilson, and Dan Marino. Now, out of those three aforementioned quarterbacks, only Russell Wilson has won a Super Bowl. Andrew Luck, of course, retired early, did not win a Super Bowl. Dan Marino got to a Super Bowl and uh, never got back and, um, of course, did not win a Super Bowl. You get the feeling that Joe Burrow is going to win a Super Bowl, don't you? He won a national championship. The kid's just a winner. Like, you know, like, and in dominant fashion. You look at LSU, they tore it up. And then last year, they knocked on the door. Coulda, shoulda, woulda, didn't win the Super Bowl. A lot of teams have the Super Bowl loser hangover after, I don't know. I guess the Bengals shook off the hangover. They just kept drinking. <laughs> like, they never stopped. Right? I think that was the Bengals. Like, how did you avoid a Super Bowl hangover? I never stopped partying. I think the Bengals just said, you know what? Whatever. Let's just keep doing what we're doing here, and we're going to get back. And it really is amazing. You look at, like, teams just don't get back, right? No, they're not back yet, but a lot of teams just fall apart after they even make it to the Super Bowl and lose. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Brancy. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Level two. Next. Bring it. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 